We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A lot of times we talk about Amazon. Amazon acts as its takeaway delivery service in the U.S. as competition from Uber Eats and Grubhub heats up. Amazon Go stores in New York have a mini self-serve Starbucks. Amazon's introduced a new credit card that's secured credit card trying to go after Target and Walmart customers. A lot going on there, right? J.P. Morgan warned that Beyond Meat is beyond our price target and said, hey, we're downgrading this not because we hate the company, not because there's a trend that's not going on there, but because... Rightfully so, it's expensive. So, talking a little bit more about Amazon, and I probably shouldn't have jumped up beyond me, but Grubhub is, is moving higher because they're a competitor to Amazon in delivering food. It's one of my, uh, I'm not going to say favorite because that's not quite right. It was one of my uh, I like watching the companies who ring the bell every day because it kind of gives you a little story. So whoever opens the New York Stock Exchange, they make a big dramatic event out of it. And uh, they typically invite like a new company, or maybe sometimes it's a classic company, and they bring their, their staffers. <laughs> One staffer is dressed as a big slice of pizza when uh, Grubhub went public. But Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. I was at a restaurant yesterday eating lunch. Uh, tire got a nail in and I need to kill 45 minutes in a restaurant so power was out because well how shall we say this the area that I live in is building so fast that they're not necessarily upgrading the infrastructure so um, this part which is right across the street from new apartments just lost power Grubhub guy comes in towards tail end lunch and he goes, did you get the order? And they're like, no, we don't have any electricity. It's like, still need electricity to figure out electronic correspondence, right? So Amazon's backing out of the restaurant delivery space after facing tough, tough competition from Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. So Amazon put an end to its UK restaurant delivery program. So Grubhub is going higher. Now, there's another company going public today. Oh, not today, but soon. Chewy. And again, it's it's competitors of Amazon, in my opinion, delivering boxes that have goods in them, so whether it's be food, uh, dinner, uh, electronics. Like, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on there. So, let's um, give away some tickets, maybe. First time this year I've gotten some Oakland A tickets. And this is a good one. It's a day game. Live to win. Tickets for tomorrow or Wednesday. I guess it's for Wednesday at this point in time, right? Hold on. No, 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 no. I'm giving them away today or Wednesday. That's what it is. 
You can get tickets to the Oakland A's playing the Baltimore Orioles June 19th at 12.37. It's a day game. I like day games in sports. I know you're saying, tell me the reason why. It's because I feel safer. People drink too much when they go to sporting events. So winner receives a pair of tickets to the A's taking on the Orioles Wednesday, June 19th at 12.37 day game at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Courtesy of our friends at the Oakland A's. Single game tickets are now on sale at athletics.com forward slash my tickets. So our station got the Oakland A's as a broadcast. Uh, or sister stations. All right, I was saying that. Kid here, B. And uh, my general manager said, hey, you know, we get tickets to the Oakland A's. You want to go to the game? And I said, sure, I'll take one of the Boston games. He said, no, 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 no. Those already been taken. I said, well, I'll, I'll take a Yankees game. He goes, no, 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 no. Those are already taken. I said, how about when they play the Giants? No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm okay. I don't have to go. So don't offer up free tickets to any game I want and then not be any game. Because those are the games that I'd want to see, per se. Uh, but daytime baseball, I don't care. It, it's a good experience. So... Uh, what I, that's what I have to say, and I'm sticking to it. So Amazon's really, really pushing more subscription models, and that's modern retail. Earlier in the show, I talked about Chewy and how their subscriptions are, are what people are fascinated with. So subscription boxes for dogs are popular. According to Mary Meeker, Matt Meeker, the Amazon subscription box store, which launched last July, a way to benefit uh, for the retailers. If BarkBox integrated into Amazon, the brand would be responsible for filling and curating boxes. Um, there, there's something going on about modern retail that we kind of have to say. Let's let's use the word modern retail or 21st century retail. Companies like Warby Parker will send you five sets of glasses to try, and you keep one and send the four back. There's companies that will send you fashion, four blouses and two pairs of shoes, and you keep the ones you want, and you send the others back. Then there's the subscription model where I know that I need, let's say, a six-pack of Coke every week, every month, and I just say, well, let's use something different, like an Atkins drink. Let's say I drink protein shakes once a day. So I need, let's say, 20 a month. Amazon loves it because I, I, I say, here, I'll take 20. They give me a 5% discount. Now, if I order three more things, I get a 15% discount. So subscriptions are kind of a thing right now. And delivering them, subscription models aren't simple business, though. But Amazon's 100 million person strong prime subscription program is a burgeoning collection of subscriptions. Like I said, I get groceries every month from Amazon. There's something called subscribe and save. I realize that I'm going to, how shall we say the word defecate? Maybe twice a day. And I use, let's say, 10 pieces of paper. I know on a pretty regular basis. So, like, I don't mind having extra toilet paper. A friend of mine used to keep toilet paper locked up in their car in the trunk because it doesn't weigh much so it's not like you're driving around with bowling bars and bowling balls and hurting your gas mileage 
Oh, by the way, to get those uh, tickets, call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. And again, it's Orioles Wednesday, June 19th. It's a day game at 1237. Love day games. So it's something beautiful about uh, baseball grass during the day. I know you're saying, that's an odd thing to say. I say a lot of odd things, and I'm comfortable with that. Stocks pull back from an opening pop at the start of the day. Relative weakness in the S&P Standard Poor's industrial sector. U.S. Treasury yields have stabilized. China's announced new stimulus measures to support its economy and kind of say, okay, America, you can tariff us all you want. We'll just grow internally. If it works, our negotiating power goes down. If it doesn't, our negotiating power goes up. So Facebook is the winner today, which is reaping benefits of a Moffat Nathanson upgrade to buy from neutral. Facebook's still in the news. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Always have, always have a seminar coming up. You can learn more about seminars at robloxshow.com. Oil's trading a little bit higher. That's kind of bullish on the economies. I've uh, been paying a lot of attention, a lot of attention to oil this year. Find me online at Roblox Show, Twitter Roblox Show, YouTube Roblox Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. For five bucks. Um, and it was once kind of a jokey site, but it's kind of become serious business. So, like, you could say, hey, Rob, um, I'll give you $5 if you pick your nose and eat it. And I'm like, I'm not French. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. But I'll do it for $5. I'll do anything for $5, right? Fiverr has a valuation just under $600 million. So it's not a big company. It's not one of those like uh, Ubers or Lyft where you know it has to have a serious debut to impress people. But they've created, they've executed over 50 million transactions between over 5.5 million buyers and more than 830,000 sellers. Um, you can do something like find people to write your homework you could for a hundred dollars you could say i want someone to write seven uh, term papers for me i know you're i know right so that company's coming public now a sexy one crowdstrike says it's the first cloud native endpoint protection platform built to stop breaches ticker symbol crwd crowdstrike so it's tied towards the internet and it's tied towards protecting data you keep hearing stories about, you know, this company's been breached, whether it be Home Depot a few years ago or Target. You just got to change your passwords. and You got to assume that someone has your full you know, set of numbers out there. So CrowdStrike's going to have just under 200 million shares outstanding. I think this one will be a sexy one. They had a revenue of about 95 million. They had a loss of operations, uh, lost in operations of about 25 million. So it's losing money. Um, but it's also founded by a pretty good uh, DNA, so to speak. George Kurtz, who was a former chief technology officer at McAfee. It's a native endpoint protection platform built to stop breaches. It's kind of funny. Um, I remember many, many, many years ago, I was doing radio for C9 Radio, which I absolutely loved. It was kind of fun. It was a, a radio station dedicated to technology. At a time when technology was exploding, people wanted to hear about who's going to be the next Yahoo or the next Google. We didn't know who Yahoo or Google was two years before. didn't last because it was too... Um, specific and they didn't take anyone's money they tried to take big tech companies money for advertisements if you listen to radio you have to have mattress ads period you have to they, they pay your bills so chewy.com 
Think about selling pet food via the internet. Not new. There was a debacle, what was known as Pets.com, where you had the sock puppet. Do you remember the sock puppet? He was making commercials. Ten years ago, it was liquidated. Chewy, though, is Chewy.com. He's a newish online pet food seller for a new internet generation. Chewy, ticker symbol, it's easy, C-H-W-Y. says its mission is to be the most trusted and convenient online destination for pets, parents everywhere. So we're now being defined as pet parents. I'm a pet parent. Zero one one zero one one. Good puppy. Good puppy. She wait. She wags her tail a lot. She's happy. I don't know why wagging tail means you're happy, but I kind of assume that it does. Chew's growing f- uh, fast, but it's losing gobs of money. Because in the end, it's selling dog food. It's pretty similar to some of these other ideas out there, like grocery stores. If, in the end, they're selling groceries. Most of Chewy's sales, though, come from subscriptions, and that's growing fast. That's a, an attractive thing. Wall Street loves subscriptions. Whether it's subscriptions to Netflix or subscriptions to Costco, Wall Street loves subscriptions. It creates um, a revenue stream that is very visible. Now, again, with any of these stocks, I want you to consult a broker advisor for talk, taking any action on anything mentioned here. I'm not pushing these. I don't make any money off these, and I don't want them. I don't like IPOs. I got some standards that says I want to see a company trade for maybe a year, two years. Hopefully, I've broken that rule. Hopefully, so I can see how it does it in a good economy, bad economy, and kind of get more of a feel for it. So the AutoShip subscription program, which provides automatic ordering, payment, and delivery of products, this is a company that could very easily be acquired by Amazon. Or Amazon could say, holy mackerel, these guys are doing something we're not really good at, so we're going to copy it. So the auto ship customer sales jumped from $2.3 billion uh, to up to $2.3 billion last year from $1.3 billion the year before. That's a pretty good rise. I'm chipping my nails a lot recently. It drives me crazy because I just feel them. Sales of products and services hit $70 billion in 2017, so it's a big company. It's growing at a uh, compounding annual growth rate of about 4.2% in sales. So helping to support sales growth is rising number of households with pets. We just made a movie called The Secret Life of Pets. Why? No, no. Secret Life of Pets 2. Dos! Um, and Louis C.K. didn't get a voice. The character that he voiced in the first one, someone else had to come in and voice it. Uh, I'm not going to the hashtag me too thing. Um, time's up. Time's up. I really got... Uh, um, it was a very, very interesting time to be a man when the conversation really... And rightfully so, shift it to the hashtag movements uh, that say women deserve better than what they're getting in life from men. So anyhow, customers remain active on the site, spend an average of three to four times as much as they're in their third year as they did in their first year. So they got us kind of. I got a dog, 011011. I got a dog that has a special, not special, but it's it's the dog food that I'm comfortable with. Um, and I'm loyal. So now again, does this company interest me when there's like Lyfts and uh, Pinterest, Beyond Meat, Lit Uber? Uh, oh, by the way, if you shop at Chewy.com, you become a Chewtopian. <laughs> oh, that's people who actually work there. Um, but anyway, there you go. Those are your three IPOs. I did a little bit of homework on and. Feel free chatting about. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up. You can learn more about it at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. There's an ETF. It's got a cute ticker symbol. It's called Vicex, V-I-C-E-X. It basically invests in SIN stocks. And... I throw it out there in large part because um, 
we, we tend to do sins in good economies and bad economies. And I'm comfortable with that theme or that idea. Uh, I'm not telling you what to buy. I would never, ever do that. That's just not my shtick. But I want you to consider taking a look at it. Um, take a look at a, a chart of it for the last 10 years. Yeah, there's, there's a period of time where 2006, 2007, 2008, not much worked out, uh, especially 2007, 2008 time frame. Um, this could be a, an index that you start looking at that you come back to later in life where you could look at and say, uh, it's got a very high annual expense, expense ratio, so maybe you could build your own portfolio of SIN stocks. And it's going for the long-term growth. It's not going for the short-term but it'll do defense and aerospace, things that kill people, alcoholic beverages, gaming and tobacco stocks. Um, and it's semi-diversified, not not great, but semi. It's, um, some of the holdings in it, Diageo, Brown Foreman. Uh, Diageo and Brown Foreman make wine and hard liquor. Then you see like Las Vegas Sands, Constellation Brands. And you know Constellation Brands does beer and marijuana. And you're like, oh, I get it. Boeing's in the group. Churchill Downs, you could actually own a horse race track, which that scares me because have you seen the news on, on horse racing? Governor of California is even getting in on it. Gavin Newsom and saying, you know, why are all these horses dying? Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker, it's good to see you again. Sarah Jessica Parker's got a horsey face. Americans are drinking less beer, though. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Americans are drinking less beer, putting pressure on mainstream beer makers. And, you know, People are trying to cut carbohydrates from, it's a health trend. Combinations created a challenge environment for the U.S. beer companies. The shift in American drinkers' taste don't mean investors should completely avoid beer stocks. Taking a look at companies that are now offering the trend of low-carb drinks, imported beers, or non-beer options. Constellation Brands is one that stands out. About 50% of the beer industry, domestic premium, premium lights, and uh, cheap beer remains very, 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 very sluggish. But the low carbs and the imports, kind of sexy. When planning alcoholic purchases, which I guess we plan them, 25% of millennials have a specific brand, whereas 52% of baby boomers do. Low carb diets are a focus. Calories are a focus. And that's helped companies like Michelob Ultra take off. And yet the boom in craft and imported beers is now market share as well. So there's a lot of off-trend beer volumes out there. And again, who knew that you could talk about trends? Hispanic population continues to be a catalyst for Mexican imports, which is dominated by Constellation Brands. Constellation Brands up 20% for the year. Mexican imports and low-carb beers have all seen bubbly gains as if it's a little little seltzer, a little, little dance, right? So, wellness trends. Anyhow, down the road, all the beer companies are going to have to compete with another trend of cannabis. And it's tough to put a good correlation together between legalization of recreational marijuana and the recent decline in beer. But there's a growing body of evidence showing that marijuana availability may reduce alcohol consumption. I, I think that's something I'd be able to morally come to terms with. Constellation Brands is my play on alcohol and marijuana. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. And just be careful. Oh, it's it's something you can look at. I don't know if it's something you should follow, if you see what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about Beyond Meat. We can talk about Chili. Um, I think I'm pretty, I'm not going to say prolific. Oh, let's take a look at the markets. I was stuck looking at uh, Vicex. Uh, that could be kind of side-splitting. Oh, Sprint. I should mention this real quick. They're they're sliding down today. Admin reports, attorney generals are preparing a T-Mobile merger challenge. 
And that could tie things up in court. It could still go through, but it could tie things up in court for a year or so. Um, so Sprint having a little bit of problem. Now, a lot of people think that President Trump kind of wants the Sprint T-Mobile thing to go through. Um, I can't put a good exact reason on it. Maybe 5G. Um, but Sprint is sliding on news. And T-Mobile, do we want four competitors or do we want three competitors? Let's bring in the one and the only Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com. How are you, Patrick? Hey, Robin, doing okay, thanks. So what's the big headline today? What's screaming at you? Uh, good month of June so far. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, you've got kind of like the, uh, the the counter trend trade to what we saw in the, in May. You know, everything is, has turned around in a short amount of time, uh, and it's, you know, hinged on a very familiar pivot. And it's this idea that the Fed is going to continue to uh, support this market with, with interest rate reductions. Um, you know, there's this saying that in the market that, you know, you kind of see uh, the stocks, you know, um, take the stairs up and they take the elevator down. And that's, uh, you know, been turned on its ear here because we saw, you know, stocks take take the stairs down uh, in May and, uh, and they've taken the elevator up here in, in June. Uh, and you can clearly trace it back to, um, to June 4th. Uh, when Fed Chair Powell at that conference in Chicago, uh, in the market's mind anyway, seemingly you know acknowledged the likelihood that the next move is going to be an interest rate reduction happening sooner rather than later, and uh, and so you you know subsequently seen the S P five hundred uh, surge, you know upwards of six percent over the course of about five or six sessions. Um, so, so there's a clear catalyst there. And then, of course, you lump in the whole uh, notion that the tariffs on imported goods from Mexico have been averted, uh, for now anyway. Uh, and you just got a nice uh, big short squeeze going on. And, uh, and then you also have this um, fear of missing out trade kicking back in here uh, over the last several days. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Um I heard today an argument for the Federal Reserve to cut interest rates 50 basis points in July. Um, I like the lower interest rate environment because it kind of gives a clear path for me for where I should be putting money. And I tend to go after stocks when the interest rates on the 10-year treasury is so low because it's not expecting a lot of inflation, which is kind of a nice environment. But it's also cheaper borrowing costs. Um, What do you think the Fed's going to do? What are the odds telling us that the Fed is going to do in July? And what's your opinions on that 10-year Treasury? Sure. Um, You know, well, first, I mean, everything you point out, Rob, is is true. You know, you had low interest rates, low inflation, uh, and, uh, you know, those are good underlying structures, you know, from a fundamental standpoint uh, for the stock market. So I don't think there's any real arguing arguing that and so there is you know a fundamental case to be made after the sell off in may why one would you know uh come back in and try and buy on that weakness um in terms of you know what the fed is is likely to do uh they meet next week of course and you know they're not going to do anything at the june meeting um but in all likelihood, I think with some of the chatter we're hearing now and then just kind of like giving this nod toward the idea that at least the rate cuts being considered uh, is that you're probably going to see a you know, 25 basis point reduction in, in July. Um, you know, 
the Fed has said num- a number of times, you know, that they're 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 somewhat constrained now in this uh, this new cycle where the uh, neutral rate is lower than it has been historically. You know, meaning they simply just don't have a lot of uh, ammunition to cut interest rates if you get into you know a real economic mess. And so I think if you know, in all likelihood, what they'll probably do is sort of walk back that December rate hike and uh, you know and start again, if you will, and uh, appease. Okay. You know, the capital markets was a 25 basis point reduction in uh, in July, and then kind of sit there and, and and again emphasize this this viewpoint that they're going to continue to wait and watch and see how the data comes in after that. Sounds good. We got about a minute. Is there anything that we need to hit on real quickly? Uh, gosh, you know, I mean, everything is just kind of like sort of just hanging out there right now in front of the G20 meeting in Japan, and and everyone's you know waiting with bated breath to, to see first if you know President Trump or President Xi are even going to meet there, and secondly if they do, you know what they might agree to or, or not agree to. And, uh, you know, I think that that's going to create the, the opening for the next leg in the market, either up and down, uh, depending on, you know, what comes out of that G20 meeting. Thanks for joining us. Sorry, it was a quick one today. We'll talk to you soon. Mr. Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. You can find him online at Briefing.com. I like Briefing.com as a subscription service for a non-biased views on the world markets and domestic markets as well. A good site, Briefing.com good information about companies you may own, good information about stock markets, good information about IPOs and technical trades and things along those lines. Real solid. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. We're talking about beer. Then we're talking about the Federal Reserve. Uh, It's a good time to be an investor, in my opinion. Again, consult a broker advisor for taking action on anything ever, ever, ever. Um, Amazon's introducing a low-fee credit card interesting. I'll talk to about it later in the show. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money invested in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So I found this kind of interesting yesterday. We learned about a new market that Amazon's talking, um, taking aim at is probably the best, best way of saying that. And it's shoppers who don't have great credit. And typically, shoppers who didn't have great credit went and did something along the lines of went to like Walmart or Target. Target's got a red card. Walmart has all these layaway options trying to get you in, trying to get you to find stuff you want, trying to say we could work with your budget. So I think Amazon's going directly at this market in large part um, I think it's, it's kind of smart why leave so much money on the table that Walmart and Target are able to siphon away when you could introduce a credit card to them it seems like a pretty responsible thing for me to say that this card's a secured credit card and Amazon and Synchrony Financial are putting it together there'll be some budgeting tools and tips There'll be a promise that you could eventually graduate to another Amazon store card once you've established credit. So I think they're going after, like I said, Walmart and Target customers, and yet they're still trying to put the rewards that Amazon cards give consumers and shoppers. The e-commerce giant obviously is getting a lot of little businesses here and there, but now they're also a credit card company, and they're trying to aim and work with people that have no credit history or bad credit who would be exempt from the high-quality loyalty cards can't give credit to everyone, but getting 5% cash back on purchases are going to intrigue people, right? I, I, I use the Amazon card for all my Amazon purchases. 
So and every year or so, I flush that money into holiday gifts or whatever it's getting flushed into. And it adds up pretty fast when you're getting 5% back on everything you're buying. So an Amazon card could open the door for a huge segment of the U.S. population where more than 11% of the population has a credit score below 550. There's a good app out there, by the way, and I highly recommend you check, take a look at it. I'm making no money off of it. Creditkarma.com. It's creditkarma.com. And uh, for me, it's also a way of monitoring my credit without really monitoring my credit because you can set up an alert that lets you know when a new card has been opened or uh, acquired. Secured credit cards are kind of smart. You deposit $500 in it, then you have a $500 credit limit. If you don't pay off your credit card every month, you're going to have a 28.24% interest rate out. So... Now, suddenly, I'm like, really try to figure out if this card's for you. Because it, it may be just be too much. Beyond Meat's lower today, even though they're introducing a meatier version of its plant-based Beyond Burger in stores this week. Um, at some point in time, I'm, I'll, I'll pick up some Beyond Meat and do a little taste test for you. Uh, there's Trust me, there's no shortage of people who are doing taste tests on it. Quahi Leonard uh, drives or drove a 20-year-old car, even after he signed a $94 million contract. I like stories like that. Uh, Warriors pulled out a pretty big game last night, but emotionally draining, though, if you get caught into the drama. So he's 27 years old. He signed a a five-year, $94 million deal in 2015, thus making, if you do the math, salary of over $23 million this past season. And he'll go into free agency and make even more money. Uh, But it's worthy of note that... He had a beat-up SUV that he's had since high school that he continued driving. Why would a millionaire professional athlete hang on to a 20-year-old SUV, four-door 1997 Chevy Tahoe, with no added options? It's worth about $1,300. Um, so I think it's frugality, frugality, and some people are frugal and some people aren't. So I believe in frugality enormously. Even though, you know, I, sometimes I break that myself, but... More often than not, I'm frugal. Uh, Kwahi Leonard reportedly panicked when he lost three coupons at one point. He tells Sports Illustrated. Um, he had coupons to Wingstop. So Wingstop sent him a fresh stack of coupons uh, for free food. Now, I know you're saying that's a little cliche. Um, but I, I do like the frugality stories, even if they kind of come across as cliche. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say, uh, and this is the most often quoted one, if you cut Starbucks out of your life... You're going to say $5 a a cup, and that adds up. I hear you. I hear you. It's just boring to hear it 100 million times, right? Six straight up days on Wall Street. It's kind of nice. Parents are willing to take on $31,000 in debt to pay for their kids' colleges. Expenses, like rent and health insurance post-graduation. So when does the costs ever end, right? 56% of parents are ready to go into debt to pay for college tuition and willing to take on $31,000 in debt. 10% of parents already have gone into debt to pay for their children's higher education. I've got a good friend of mine who's on Facebook that every now and then I look at. I see her and her daughter, and they're, they're living a, a lovely life. Her daughter went to NYU, and her mother paid for uh, you know it by taking money out of a 401k retirement plan which I, I'm just not willing to do. I think that's a bad idea. So I don't take money out of a retirement plan to buy a house. I don't take money out of a retirement plan to buy my kid's college. My retirement plan's for my retirement. I know it sounds that kind of oversimplified. It is. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.